Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hello, what's up, y'all, and welcome back into another episode of Believe in the ATP Tour. I'm your host, Jacob Sersosimo, and today you're listening on the Believe Network. Novak Djokovic. That's the episode. Honestly, that should be it. Like, I should just leave it at that. Novak Djokovic wins the ATP Finals for a record seven times. Yes, he has 24 Grand Slams. Yes, he's in his late 30s. Yes, he's year-end number one again. 400 weeks at number one in the world. But once again, Novak Djokovic has won the ATP Finals. What he did in turn Italy over the last week was no shortage of remarkable. The year-end finals, which we've talked about on this podcast before, are a battle for a lot of players. There's no easy match in there because it's, be- it's the best eight players in the world. And you're playing them in a round-robin form, and then all of a sudden you're playing them in a semifinal and a final. And the semifinal for him was Carlos Alcaraz. That's the final at Wimbledon. Alcaraz and Djokovic is the matchup that people have been looking to all year, and it seems like it's the pinnacle of the sport all season. These two players. He had to do that in the semifinals. And then to get to the finals, he had to beat Yannick Sinner, who's the hometown favorite and has played incredible tennis all week in his home country in Italy. And Novak Djokovic comes out of that winning the ATP finals. Stone cold. It didn't even look like it bothered him. That, you know, they were going to cheer against him at all. That he wasn't the favorite. Um, Even being number one in the world. And I'm one of the people that said he wasn't going to win this. I thought, you know, Sverev was playing very well. I thought Yannick Sinner was playing very, very well. I thought, you know, Carlos Alcaraz could very well win this. I didn't think this was a walk for Djokovic. Maybe a grand slam, but not the ATP finals. Not saying he can't do it. I just thought maybe someone else would do it. I really did. I I didn't know if Djokovic could do this. I shouldn't say I, I didn't know Djokovic could do this. I knew he could do this. Djokovic can literally do anything. If he strapped up and played in the NBA, I wouldn't be surprised if he dropped 30. But the fact that he can go into the toughest tournament um, as far as uniqueness and challenge because of how well put together it is, because these are the best eight players in the world at the very end of their season that have played great all season, there's a reason they're there. And Novak Djokovic comes in, wins it. Now, he lost to Yannick Sinner, of course, earlier in the week. Then he beats Yannick Sinner. I understand that beating Djokovic twice is a tall task. But the fact that he can win the ATP Finals for a seventh career time, he has 24 Grand Slam titles, he has 400 weeks at number one in the world, it's hard to argue against his GOAT status. Because as of right now in the sport of tennis, Novak Djokovic is him. He literally is him. He's the guy that everyone wants to be. He's the guy that everyone wants to beat. And newsflash, no one can really beat him on the biggest stage. Best two out of three, best three out of five. People thought, you know, grand slams. No one can beat him best three out of five. Five set matches are Novak Djokovic's specialty. Well, get him in the ATP finals. He plays best two out of three. He'll win that too. Incredible stuff from the Serbian to win another ATP final. 
Now, obviously, Djokovic winning, you know, the ATP Finals again is a big story and the largest story out of Turin. But what Yannick Sinner did in Turin, in his home country of Italy, and the support that he got, and just kind of the, riding the entire wave of the ATP Finals, uh, was so fun to watch. It was so incredible. And the way that he played to beat Djokovic, to win his group, and then keep moving on and playing well. When you look at what he did, let me read a couple stats of what he accomplished with making it to the final, beating Djokovic and making it to the final of the ATP Finals. Yannick Sinner is the only player to have beaten Djokovic, Alcaraz, and Medvedev this year. He's beaten all three of them. He's actually beaten Alcaraz and Medvedev twice in 2023. Djokovic, Alcaraz, and Medvedev are currently ranked 1, 2, and 3, with Yannick Sinner right behind him at 4. Rightfully so, probably at 4, but... He's beaten all three of those guys. When you look at how well Elkaraz, Medvedev, Djokovic have played all year, especially uh, Yannick Sinner beating Elkaraz and Medvedev twice, that's a big part of that because you can beat someone once, but to beat them twice is pretty impressive, especially in the same calendar year. The problem that I think Yannick Sinner keeps running into is he can't... I'm not going to say can't. I'm not going to take that back. He has struggled beating some of those larger names in the biggest moments, right? When you look at, you know, U.S. Open, when you look at Wimbledon, like these grand slams, not saying he's not he's not stepping up to the occasion because he absolutely, I think he is. He plays really, really well. The problem is Alcaraz, Medvedev, Djokovic, Nadal, those guys just play a little bit better, right? Just a little bit better. And he just can't seem to get over that hump in the grand slams, but it's coming. It's only a matter of time, and I believe... Carlos Alcaraz said it at the ATP Finals with how well Yannick Sinner's playing. He said he's well on his way to number one in the world or winning a Grand Slam. He said one of those two things. I'll look it up. But he said one of those two things, and he couldn't be more right. I don't. I believe he couldn't be more right. Yannick Sinner, uh, incredible end of the year to 2023. Yannick Sinner has now won his last five matches in a row against top five players. This is after he beat Djokovic in the ATP Finals. He beat Alcaraz in Beijing. He beat Medvedev in Beijing. He beat Rublev in Vienna. He beat Medvedev again in Vienna. And then he beat Djokovic in the ATP Finals round-robin round. So Yannick Sinner, once again, another incredible week. And the last stat for Sinner here, he's the first Italian to ever reach the championship match at the ATP Finals after he took down Medvedev. In the semifinals, when you look at the Italians that have come out lately, right? You look at Matteo Berrettini, and everyone goes, "Oh, it's going to be Berrettini. It's Berrettini. It's Berrettini." He got he got a lot of the press, and he got a lot of the attention, as he should. He's really, really good. He made he he made that huge run at the U.S. Open in 2019. However, the most steady Italian is obviously Yannick Sinner, and he has been for a while. And Sinner's still like 22 years old, like he's not very old at all. I'm not saying. Berrettini, so I'm not taking anything away from Matteo Berrettini. But there's a difference between re- being really good and being elite. And right now, even injuries and all, COVID, he battled through COVID a couple times, like had a really shaky year the last couple. And number four in the world, only player to beat the top three all season. Beat a couple of them twice. First Italian to make the ATP Finals match, the championship match. He's inc- he's he's so good. Like, he's so good at tennis. This, what gets me excited about this is it excites me for what's to come in 2024. 
usually when people end the year well, I look at it as a nice little jump start to the following year. Yeah, they want to end this year well. Yeah, they want to play really well. Uh, but they don't have to because their season's like over. Yeah, the ATP finals are great. They don't have to necessarily play in all these tournaments at the end of the year. They could turn around and say, you know what? I want two months off or I want two and a half months off. The U.S. Open's over. I don't want to go to Shanghai. I don't want to go to the Asian swing. I don't need to go to Paris or Vienna or any of these tournaments. Yannick Sinner did that. A lot of these guys do that. And when they play really well at the end of the year, there's some names you haven't heard me talk about on this podcast for how long? Three, four months since the U.S. Open? It's because they just kind of, I don't want to say fold, but they kind of just fall apart after the U.S. Open because the season's pretty much over. The Grand Slam season is. But when I'm talking about someone, what is it, November, mid-November, means they're doing something right. And they're only a month and some change away from another season. And when you look at what Yannick Sinner's done, there's no doubt in my mind he's going to have an electric 2024 I don't know if he's going to win a Grand Slam, but I know he's going to have a great 2024. It seems it seems like he's, you know, going that direction. And everybody this year goes, we want to see Alcaraz and Djokovic in the final. I think in 2024, any of those finals, I want to see Yannick Sinner in it. The way he battles, the way he can play, and the way that he threatens some of those top-tier guys because he's right up there with them. And if you've listened to a lot of my podcasts this year, you've known I talked a lot about Alcaraz and Djokovic and Medvedev and those guys, I think next year we're going to be talking about Yannick Sinner the whole time. Not to say I'm not going to talk about Alcaraz and Djokovic. I feel like sometimes I talk about the same dudes on this podcast, but those are the those are the dudes that show up. When dudes like that show up and play really, really well, I'm going to talk about them because they are playing really, really well. And when Djokovic keeps breaking records, I got to you know relay how incredible that is to be doing it at his age. Just like people do in the NBA with LeBron, right? He he's breaking records. He scored what thirty eight thousand points last year at the age of thirty seven, thirty six, something like that. Everyone's freaking out. There's a guy by the name of Novak Djokovic in tennis right now that's doing something even more remarkable. He's winning more Grand Slams, more than anybody ever would have thought he could have done, or somebody could have done. He's healthier. He's better than the entire next generation. And he hasn't even blinked at slowing down. That's what Novak Djokovic is doing to the sport right now. Yannick Sinner, Carlos Alcaraz, Medvedev, all his biggest threat, all in their 20s. Honestly, kind of stupid what Novak is doing because of how good he is playing. Let's move on to a little bit more of the ATP Finals. Uh, everybody else that played in it. Unfortunately, Stefano Sidzibas went out with an injury. So Hubi Hurkacz actually was the alternate. So he got you know subbed in there in a little bit. It came down to Alexander Sferov needing, I believe, Daniil Medvedev to beat Carlos Alcaraz for Sferov to get in because Sferov lost to Medvedev but beat Alcaraz. But Medvedev was already in if he... If he Lost that match or something like that. That's how the round robin stuff happens. So, uh, Alexander Sferov, incredible year. He had a great year. Um, coming off his injury, he wanted to make it to the last eight. He made it to the last eight. He played really well. Stefano Sitsipas, not the greatest end of the year. So, hopefully, he can rebound and get better 
as we move forward. Um, and then you look at Holger Runa. Uh, it's a good experience for him to be in the final eight. You look at, uh, you know, Andre Rublev, not the greatest turnout, but, you know, I don't know what you really expect from Rublev in this instance because of who he's playing against. You feel me? Um, and then, you know, it's so weird having like Casper Rude not in the final eight. It really is. Uh, just because of he should be there. He just had a really bad year, straight up. He just had a bad year. Next year, when we get to this point, an entire year from now, and if you want to go back and listen to this podcast, you can, uh, we need an American in this, straight up. We need an American in the final eight. We need it. Uh, American tennis, I think, is is waited for it a long time. They're ready for it. And we need an American to threat, uh, to be a threat at the final eight, for sure. Absolutely. No doubt about it. We need an American in this tournament, especially with how good some of the Americans are right now. We need to get a couple of them guys in the top 10. Let them you know, roll around in the top 10 a little bit and be in the final eight at the end of the year. Play an entire 11 months full of great tennis. I think Americans deserve it. We're the greatest country in the world when it comes to sports. That's all around, okay? Maybe not soccer. Maybe not tennis all the time. But we have great soccer players, great tennis players. And then football, basketball, hockey, baseball, you name it. Sports in America, huge. We need tennis to kind of get back to that spot. That's my hot take for the day. We need an American to be in the final eight. Let's move on. The Davis Cup is this week. The reigning champs, the Canadians, playing great again. What do you expect? They're playing Finland. This is the quarterfinals now. Canada, Finland, that's a quarterfinal. Czechia? That's got to be like Czechoslovakia, right? Maybe not. Czechia is playing... Who's on the Czechia team? Laheka? Pavlasic? Mensik? Machech. Not really sure I know a lot of those names. Czechia is in it. Playing Australia. Looks like it is Czechia. Czechia is playing Australia. Italy is playing the Netherlands. And Serbia is playing Great Britain. From what I've seen on social media, Novak Djokovic is there for Serbia. Correct. And for Italy, Yannick Sinner is there. I don't understand how Italy doesn't win this every year. They have such a great team. But then you look at the Canadian team, and they not, may not play great individually. But they play great as a team. FAA's on this team. Pospisil's on this team. Rayonich is on this team. Shapovalov, not on this team. Shapovalov, I should say, not on this team. Dennis, I think he got, he's hurt towards the end of this year. Australia, also a great team. Popperin, Damanur, Purcell, Thompson. They should be a real threat. Great Britain, Cam Norrie, Jack Draper, Liam Brody, Scup, Neil Skupski, and Joe Salisbury. They should, they should be a real threat. Then Netherlands, Greek Spore. Van de Zanskulpt, Kulhoff is there. Serbia, obviously, Djokovic, Jerry, um, Kachmanovic, great. Uh, I would expect Canada to kind of re-rack this thing and do it again. Otherwise, this Canadian team, not Canadian team, this Australia team, I think is a real threat. Like, really, really good. So, I'd look for them to, to do some damage. I think we're going to get out of here. Last thing before we leave, congrats to Rajiv Ram and Joe Salisbury on winning 
the ATP Finals, the year-end Finals. These two have had just an outstanding year, and they play really, really well. These are two of the greatest doubles players, for real. And they win the ATP Finals. Congrats to them. It's always good to see an American in there doing really well in doubles. Americans have been good at doubles for a long time. Need that translate to the single side. Maybe they can win it next year. Hot take, Francis Tiafo wins the ATP Finals next year. That is such a hot take. And if someone roasts me for that, that's okay, because I know how hot of a take that is. Hopefully it's not a hot take, but it is a hot take. Appreciate you listening. We have the Davis Cup this week, and then pretty much it's over. The season's over, so we're so close to the end. The ATP Finals is kind of, you know, it. But a little bit more tennis. Djokovic, uh, Sinner, Damon Uhr, some of those guys. One more little Davis Cup tournament here, and then it's over. Next Gen is coming up as well here in a week or so, so we'll keep an eye on that as well. Thanks for listening. Appreciate you. See ya. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.